Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm Charlotte Wood, and I'm podcasting from the Bondec Montessori in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Today, we're talking about activities at home. Not long ago on our site, we published a blog post about Montessori homework. We loved putting it together and it got a good response and we've had lots of great conversations with families about the content of that Montessori homework. Sometimes we get the idea that Montessori homework doesn't exist. And in fact, it does, but it doesn't look like worksheets. It looks a little bit different. It looks like activities together. And so we came up with a list of a few Montessori activities, Montessori homework, if you will, and we thought we'd discuss that a little bit here. We're getting ready for a short break here at Bondec, and we know it's that time of year when schools in the U.S. and in other parts of the Northern Hemisphere are getting ready for spring break, and in the Southern Hemisphere, you're getting ready for a different change of seasons. So this is the time of year when breaks tend to come up, and sometimes families wonder, uh-oh, what are we going to do at home? And this is another place where activities at home or Montessori homework naturally becomes a topic of conversation. We also recently finished conferences, and Frequently, families ask, what can we do at home? What should I be doing at home to support my child's work in the classroom? And our first answer is always, and most truthfully, whatever you're doing is enough. Showing up is enough. There's a lot of noise with ideas of things we could be doing more. We could always be doing more. If you're looking for something to fill your time, there are countless ideas of things you could be doing more with your child, for your child, that your child seems to need. And we want to make sure that families hear the message that just showing up, being present to your child, a simple conversation, a shared meal, even uh, a quiet moment where you turn the radio off and just listen to your child while you're shuttling to and fro all the different activities and errands and chores that are required in order to function as a family. That's enough. Listening and loving your child is plenty. But if you do have a couple extra minutes or maybe some time spent together during like we have President's Day break or a spring break or even a weekend afternoon looking for a few ideas of things to do together, we came up with a short list and we thought we'd discuss them here. Some of these might sound familiar. Some of these are things you're probably already doing, which just goes to show you're doing a good job. Anything you're doing is plenty. One of these is time outside. In South Dakota, we're enjoying the last little bits of winter, and it's really nice to go outside and not be blasted in the face with frigid temperatures. The weather is starting to change a little bit. And so spending time outside together, wearing whatever garments are required, and just hanging out, anything you would do inside, do it outside. Take a book or a game or an activity that you might do inside and just hang out together and play outside. 
or spend some time exploring and observing. If you have a small patio that's available to you if you live in the city, or acres and acres that are available to you if you live in a more rural area. Just see what's out there. What birds or other nature sounds can you hear? What city sounds can you hear? What signs are you seeing of the seasons changing? Is the snow starting to melt or is it definitely not going anywhere? Do you perhaps have plants which are making their return after a long winter? What are you experiencing in your part of the world outside? During winter, we don't get to spend as much time outside. So take a few minutes or a few hours and just be outside together. Another is observing those changing seasons and discussing those as you start to see snow melt or if you live in the Southern Hemisphere and you start to see the signs of moving into fall and getting ready for winter, what's that gonna look like? If your child is older, they might remember winter from last year or they might remember summer from last year, time spent at the pool or wondering if last year's snow still fits. Or if your child's very young, they might not remember snow. They might not remember spring flowers and how the whole world seems to feel alive. So if you have any books or even just talking together about what you notice, oh, we're going to get a little less snow, a little more rain before too long, those flowers are going to start blooming. Having this discussion is a gift for your child. Coloring books and different activity books are also a wonderful activity to do at home that's really a Montessori homework. We think of it as just passing time, or for adults, coloring books are pretty on trend, but really for a child, this is the same control of hand movement that's going to be required for beautiful handwriting, which today is becoming less of a necessity for adults to have handwriting that others can read, but it's still very much a requirement for children in schools. And we really undervalue all of that Play-Doh, painting, tracing a maze, coloring inside or outside of the lines with various coloring utensils. All of that is a preparation for good work with handwriting and fine motor control, manual dexterity, which is so important for a child's development. Baking or cooking together is an activity that families enjoy. And we might think of it as something you do with dad, of you bake bread together, or something you do with grandma, you bake cookies together. But do not sell yourselves short. Think about all that's involved in baking or cooking. Uh, let's say baking cookies together. First, you have to make a plan. You have to find a recipe. You read through the recipe together. Even if your child is pre-literate, they're seeing you reading. They're seeing reading as an everyday, all the time, usable skill. And don't underestimate the emotional component of a child's desire to read in helping them along the path to literacy. So reading is something that's involved in baking. We go through a list and we collect flour and sugar and butter and chocolate chips. Maybe we even need to go to the store and we need to make a list together. 
Then we need to measure things. What a nice opportunity to involve use of fractions of we need three quarters of a cup of white sugar. So this is a quarter cup we need three of these. This is everyday math. Math exists for us all day long and we forget that, but it can be really heightened when you're in the moment with a child. Then you have to set a timer, heat, preheat the oven to a certain temperature. All of those are numbers emerging in everyday life. And then of course there's the joy of enjoying that special moment together and maybe even sharing what you've baked or what you've cooked with your family or friends. That's huge. What a gift for your child. Logical sequencing, following a progression, everyday math skills. These are all academic, and yet it's much more fun than flashcards. Family reading time is something families sometimes enjoy together, whether that be parallel play, where between 6 and 6.30 after we've finished dinner and dishes, we all sit in the living room and enjoy a book, or if it's reading together, everybody cozy onto the couch and we're going to take turns reading pages and sharing in this book. It can become a nice routine, a way to end the day, and sometimes even something that lasts for years and years. Chores are something that we as adults think have to be done. I have to wash the dishes. I have to fold laundry. But they're a wonderful opportunity to engage children. And again, one of those Montessori activities. Children love to participate. They want to be just like us. And we hear great stories about children helping to fold laundry or children pairing socks and making sure they get back to the person they belong to or putting dishes away or loading the dishwasher, having it be their responsibility to set the table before a family meal. There are lots of ways to involve your child, and these are wonderful activities to involve your child with at home. It's nice to do a puzzle together or an activity together. We think of puzzles as just something to do, but think of all the imagining that has to happen. You see the puzzle pieces, you see the box that shows you what the puzzle is supposed to look like, and extrapolating those little images that you see on a puzzle piece, where is it going to fit in? The logic that's involved in setting up the outside border for first, or, oh, this looks like a solid blue piece, maybe this is the sky, or I see these colors in this part of the puzzle. These probably go together. This is a corner piece. This is a center piece. And putting all of that together is developing imagination, creative thinking, problem solving, all kinds of wonderful skills. Children love to ask big questions. Things like, what do bears eat, or where do clouds come from, or why are flowers different colors, and sometimes we have answers, and sometimes we don't. And the next time your child asks you one of those big questions, they often come out of the blue and you have no idea where is your child thinking these big thoughts, and you're wondering the answer too. Figure out the answer together whether that means doing a quick Google search on your phone or a trip to the library. Oh, let's find a book about trees or about the rainforest. Let's find the answers together. Or thinking of somebody who you know who is an expert on 
oceanographic sciences or volcanoes or whatever your child's interested in and asking that person. The world is full of questions and full of people and places with all those good answers. And having the idea of let's find the answer together is a wonderful skill for a child to have. Another thing we recommend is rotating toys and books. As something shows less interest, as there are areas where interests wane, try and work with your child to remove a few items and replace them with old items that might have renewed interest. For instance, there are often a library full of books, but four or five get read over and over. So try having just those four or five out. And then next week or next month, we'll get out five new ones. And maybe it'll be a little easier to manage and keep things tidy. If there's fewer things out, there's fewer things to be put away at night before we get in bed. And there might be renewed interest. This week we're going to have Legos. Next week we're going to have blocks. And there might be different types of creative exploring and different types of play that happened when things are put away and removed from the area and then renewed interest when they reemerge. Finally, our last suggestion for now is playing games together. What's a favorite game you remember enjoying as a child? Board games or card games or dice games? All of these, again, just like cooking, are opportunities for secret math. Go fish and asking for a seven. A child's got to identify a seven in order to play, and they love playing these kinds of games. And if you take away the competitive nature, if you play with cards flat on the table, or if you play on teams, there are ways for even really, really young children to participate. If you're matching cards, even before an, a child can identify numbers, they can do some matching. Or if you're playing with an older sibling or a parent, you can figure this out together. And so there's times to play things that might seem a little too old, but if you're playing together, they're so accessible for a young child. So we were so delighted to share some ideas from Montessori homework, and we hope these activities at home ideas are helpful to you. We really appreciate you listening. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Bondec. And email us with comments, questions, and suggestions at hello at bondec.org. Until next time.